you get to decide how much fulfillment you want in life, how much free time you want in life, what you want to do, how much money you want to make in your business. Yeah. You get to decide how you are going to trade your time, skills and talents to be fairly compensated. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. How's it going? Love it. It is going well. If you are new to the Push Podcast, welcome. Maybe a friend told you to come listen and we are just happy and honored that you're here spending some time with us. This episode is hopefully going to provide you with some tremendous value. So maybe a friend shared it with you because you want to start a business. Maybe you are the friend of yourself and you want to start a business. So you've been taking notes feverishly over the last three episodes because this is part three of our Total Transformation Business Edition podcast. I love that you said that. I hope you are a friend to yourself. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope you give yourself good yeah. advice too. <laughs> um, we were talking about today on our pusher call with our pushers that worry can kind of consume you. Yeah. And you said worry is a form of self-harassment. Yep. And you report them to HR immediately. Yeah, because if you were getting harassed at work, (laughs) you would be reporting someone. But sometimes you are harassing yourself and it's not good. Right. (laughs) So how did I get off on that tangent? Well, because people need to be kinder to themselves. and Oh, be your friend. Be be a good friend to yourself. So if you've been listening to the part one and part two and you're here now in part three, this is the, the last chapter in this transformation. We hope that you've taken really great notes. We hope that you have given yourself some grace. Maybe some of the things that we talked about kind of hit home. Maybe they were a little bit triggering, right? That could sometimes happen. And so we want to make sure that you're looking at this as a standpoint of like, oh, wow, this is really great learning. I've learned what not to do. And now I'm going to transform my business on what to do. And so one of the things we're going to talk about today in this episode is the thing that is probably the most essential aspect of your business. And these are secrets, by the way. This is secrets. So yeah. Don't, so well, secrets that you need to know tell, about your business. Secrets that you tell everyone about. But we are telling you to tell everybody. So right. what's that secret? And in order to be successful and have a successful transformation in your business, we know the number one thing holding your business back from generating revenue, from giving you lots of great joy and excitement is, let's say it on three. One, two, three. Pricing. Pricing. Your pricing probably sucks. <laughs> you pro- you yeah. probably found the price on a thin air. You snatched it up and you said, this is going to be the price because I feel like it's comfortable for me. Yep. Uh, all the different things that people do when they're, when they're pricing your business, which can lead to not being despair, profitable death. and despair. Yeah. Yeah, all the different things. <laughs> so we're going to talk to you today about three things price related. Number one is how to increase your prices, because if we're telling you that your pricing sucks, then you would, you need some tips on how to increase your prices, right? 
The next thing is how to value your time, how to price your time. So many orders, so little time. So many business owners want to be business badass bosses, yet they're over there crying about their business because they are so time starved. And I'm just here to tell you, it's okay to say no to orders, but we'll get into that in a second. And then the third thing is overcoming bargain discount seekers. Mm. You all have family members. Can I get a discount? (laughs) You all have family members that are trying to ask you to do something for free or something at a discount. And you're just so worried that you're going to let them down. We're going to give you some empowering tips to hopefully power through those questions. Yeah. And even Um, if you have someone who's not a family member that's asked for this discount, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. People do that all the time. I ask for things. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example. When we went through our remodel for our kitchen, just in case you don't know, Eddie and I both used to be managers for Best Buy. So we used to be store leaders of a large corporation, I know that the manager, especially the manager of the entire Best Buy, has the power to kind of negotiate, right? Mm -hmm. So we shopped for several hours. We picked all new appliances. And then I asked the sales guy, I said, hey, you've done a really great job. Put it all on you know, a ticket. Let's see how much it is. So he did. And I said, now, can you do me a favor and go ask your manager if he could come over so I could talk to him because I just want to see if there's any wiggle room. And he goes, sure, no problem. So he goes, comes back over. I tell the guy like, you know, hey, we're buying all the stuff. We're remodeling our kitchen. As you know, that's really expensive. I just thought I'd ask, is there any discount for purchasing seven appliances at once? And he goes, absolutely. Let's take care of you. I never had to tell him that I used to work for the company. I never had to beg, borrow, still cheat, any of that stuff. I just simply asked and you give me like kudos for that all the time because I always ask. I'm not being desperate. I'm not asking for things for free, but I'm like, hey, do you think that, you know, is there anything we could do? Yeah. And I think that that's fine. That's that's perfectly fine. I mean, but if that's going to ruffle your feathers and get you all upset because someone like me is like, hey, since I'm buying a cake and cupcakes and cake pops, is there any discount that you can offer? And you can't confidently say, unfortunately, we've given you the best offer or these are why our prices are this way or, you know, we're happy to give you a discount. However, we've already kind of bundled it in. If you can't get me hyped and excited about why you're asking me to give you the money, then you're going to have a tough time raising your prices, closing sales and being happy. And not to skip ahead, but a great way to respond to that is if someone's asking for a discount, they're telling you they're ready to buy. Right. Right. And Don't so, give any more away. Yeah. So that's yeah. that. We'll, we'll get into that. But they're ready to buy. Yeah. So let's dive into episode number 129. These are secrets that you need to know about your business. If you have questions, comments, you could send us a text. Text us to 626-469-4408. Text the word transform. We'll know that you're referring to this transformation episode or just simply text us a question that you have. We'd love to respond to you. If you have listened to all three in this series, we would really appreciate it if you would take the time to leave a quick five-star review and let us know what specific things that you're going to be doing or implementing that you've learned in these sessions uh, to to take your business to the next level. So let's dive into part number one, which is how to increase your prices. Yeah. So how to increase your prices. So the first thing, and this is why as a transformation, we would have loved to start with really great pricing, Mm -hmm. starting from a foundation that was built off of 
your maybe your cost, numbers, uh, your numbers, all the data that would drive that. But now we're in this place of how we want to increase our sales, our our um, prices, our prices. So what we have to do is now we need to work backwards and say, okay, what are we making right now off our products, mm-hmm. right? And then what do I need to make from a standpoint of being to be profitable? And let's just start there to start to really look at our pricing. So I don't want to hear people say, well, I'm not good at numbers. Right. You know, this is intimidating. You know, I just got into, I just got into repairing computers because I'm good at this and I just, numbers are not my thing. Well, then that means business is not your thing because if you decided you wanted to be a business number, then, you know, sis or bro, you need to get good at knowing the numbers because you're going to have bills that come in consistently that you have to pay. So we have to know if the business is generating any revenue or profit to be able to withstand all of those bills. So what I would tell you is this. Here's the first thing you want to do is what is your goal with your business? What is your strategy and your plan for your business? And you want to start there because here's why. If you just pluck a number out of the thin air, it may not align to the lifestyle you want to have, mm-hmm. how much you want to make a, for a salary. Like the whole reason why people romanticize about entrepreneurship is because of the fact that you get a sense of control of your mm-hmm. business, whether how much you're making, your time that you're spending. So if you're saying to yourself, hey, I want to make this kind of money, I have the product that will justify that value and people are going to pay me for that, then that's where you want to start with. What's your goal? How much you want to make? Uh, and the time that you're exchanging for this business. Right, because it is a time exchange, yeah, right? For sure. We start businesses because we think we're going to get freedom, and then you wind up getting sucked in your business because you say things like, I don't know numbers, I'm not familiar. And then before you know it, you hate your business, you're resentful, <laughs> you're overwhelmed, overworked, and you think your customers suck. When really, you get to decide how much fulfillment you want in life, how much free time you want in life, what you want to do, how much money you want to make in your business. Yeah. You get to decide how you are going to trade your time, skills and talents to be fairly compensated. So your definition of fairly compensated could be different than my definition of fairly compensated. Right. And so I think it's an important step. And we spend a lot of time in passionate profit, like asking business owners, what kind of life do you want to create? Right. Because if you are trying to live in, you know, some house on the hill in Beverly Hills and you want to sell T-shirts out of the trunk of your car, it's probably not going to yield that big of a return. So we've got to maybe get you a real estate license and you've got to do something that's going to warrant you being compensated at a higher scale. Yeah. And I know I know a person that I work with that he has a clothing company Uh and he, you know, ordinary guy, very creative but he creates like artistic apparel. Mm-hmm. So he charges top dollar for right. it, right? He's not charging $25, $30 for these shirts. I mean, he's charging $70, $80 for the, his clothing, right? Because one, he feels that it's what it's worth, yep. but two, it's part of his plan of what, how he wants to grow his business, yeah. right? And so if he wants to have a studio, if he wants to have a storefront, right? You have to factor those things in to your pricing and the data that you're, you're putting together before you do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you hadn't started there, if you don't know exactly what you want to do with your business, know what you want to do with your business, know what you want to do for your personal life, and then go from there as you start to increase your prices. Yeah, I think that you should be at the level that you're increasing your prices when you start to get good at numbers and you realize you've outgrown the beginning stages of business. Like I've outgrown all of my friends and family. Now I'm starting to cater to customers and I've got to compensate myself fairly and accordingly. And we'll get into how to price your time in a second. 
But I think these are all valid points. You don't want to be miserable and unfulfilled in your business and feel like you're being unfairly paid. Yeah. And so I think that when people, we talk about increasing your prices, I think the first thing people go is, what if I lose customers? Right. You will. Yeah. And here's why. (laughs) The more expensive whatever it is that you sell is, the less customers there will be at that level, that income level that will Mm. be able to afford you. Right. So give you an example. I could sell handbags in downtown LA and those are, you can buy 12 handbags for $20. Great. Guess how many people can afford that? Lots of freaking people. Everybody. So mostly (laughs) they're going to be getting a lot of yeses. People are going to a place like this because they're in search of a cheap handbag, right? If I am Louis Vuitton and I'm selling a luxury handbag that is more expensive than most people's mortgage payment, I know that less people will be likely able to afford said handbag, right? right? So I know that the customers that are coming in that are seeking my stores, that are driving all the way over here to these high-end posh malls or wherever they're at, I know that it's a different type of clientele, but there will probably be more people that walk in just to look at the products than actually purchase. Yeah. And so within the story that Janelle just talked about, I want you to capture this. So if I go to downtown LA and I buy a bunch of purses and I want to sell them for a cheap price, that's great. But the thing that really differentiates buying something from downtown LA and buying Louis Vuitton is the presentation, right? right? You go into a Louis Vuitton store, there's a certain level of presentation that you're getting that fits the price and the value that they're commanding. And so when you think about your products, the first thing you need to do is, am I presenting them in a way that looks like value? Yep. Right? Or am I presenting them at the same types of image that someone else in my same space that's doing for less price? Yep. Do they look like the same pictures? Can they be confused? Can mm-hmm. someone say, oh, I thought that you were this bakery or I thought you were this person? Right. So there has to be a differentiating factor to just how you present your products when you go to increase your prices. Right. And so that presentation, that representation is really going to speak a lot about your brand. I'll give you an example. When I owned the Cake Mamas and someone came in and said, you know, oh, the red velvet, how much is the red velvet? Oh, the red velvet's $4.50. For a cupcake? I love when people would say silly stuff like that. I'd be like, for a cupcake? Girl, let me tell you what that cupcake is. And I would pull the cupcake out and I'd be like, So let me talk to you about the Oreo that's at the bottom of this cupcake. And I would literally unwrap it. This Oreo costs 27 cents for just one Oreo. It's a red velvet Oreo. Have you seen those at the grocery store? No, you can't find those anywhere, right? Why? Because I buy them in bulk. Secondly, let's talk about, you know, the crumbs that are rolled around in it. Let's talk about the brownie that's a cream cheese brownie that has to be cut. Like I would literally give them the steps and the ingredients and all of the things that made it a $4.50 red velvet cupcake. So by the time I was done explaining the value of that, they'd be like, okay, I'll take six. Yeah. And one of the things that Janelle didn't do is she didn't like start touting out. Well, she didn't start touting out all of her credentials, Mm -hmm. right? I think when people get into a place where they're starting to talk about how much they're worth and how much their prices are and all those kind of things, and I get where you're coming from, but the reality is, is that if she told me that she was a pastry chef, don't but care. I don't care. Nope. If she told me that she was a you know a world renowned carpenter and built the, you know all kinds of stuff, that's great. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what's in it for me. Right. Like how will I benefit? And so in that example, Janelle's talking about is she's giving like she's talking about the product. 
and how great the product's gonna be, all the benefits of the product. And so just like we talked about in the last portion of this training, when you are selling someone and you're incorporating yourself, that's how you get your prices up too, is that you are selling the fact that this product that you sell has tremendous amount of value and it's worth what you're gonna yeah, ask for. It's a premium product. Absolutely. The same can be said for our eight-week masterclass, Passion to Profit. There are other people out there who are saying, hey, I'm gonna teach you how to start a business. That's great, but do they have our 30 years combined experience in corporate leadership? Probably not. Do they have 12 years of running and managing a staff of over 20 or running a successful brick and mortar or making millions of dollars? I'm not saying this to brag, but these are the reasons why we're able to provide such tremendous value in our course, right? Are they investing in programs like Kajabi or the millions of products that we have to invest in as a business to be able to deliver products to our students seamlessly. Like there's so much that goes into supporting our students. If I were to look at someone who was selling a course for $29 and be like, dang, I should probably charge $29 for my course too. I would be literally devaluing everything that I know that I bring to the table. Yeah. So I think it's important when we talk about you establishing your prices You've got to be able to stand behind the value that you are providing for the customers. Secondly, you've got to be able to make sure that they understand that they are the sole purpose of your entire business, yeah. right? Hey friends, have you started a business or thought about starting a business or maybe you've been running a small business for years? Well, if you're looking to gain new skills, increase your sales, attract better clients, and step into the next level of business ownership, then we want to help you. Yeah, we know business can be intimidating and overwhelming, and that alone could deter you from starting a business or working through a rough time. Or maybe you're feeling like it's too much. You're not sure what next steps to take, or maybe you're thinking about throwing in the towel. Well, we've helped thousands of business owners move from panic to profit. Yeah, and we want to help you discover how to unleash your confidence, how to close more sales, and most importantly, how to attract your dream clients in just eight weeks. In Passion to Profit, you'll learn how to turn your passion into a profitable, actual business. You'll learn how to grow your social media following and create a strategy that makes you feel good about serving your audience. You'll learn how to attract clients that don't mind paying a fair rate for your time, talents, and efforts. You'll also learn the making of a brand and strategies that will help you attract high-paying quality customers. You'll learn how to plan ahead and strategize so that you're not overworked, underpaid, and constantly working on your business. You'll also gain access to our private community of hundreds of business owners that understand exactly what you're going through and can support you through your journey. Yeah, from now until February 18th, our eight-week masterclass, Passion to Profit, is officially open for enrollment. Learn how other small business owners just like you have landed their largest sales ever, tripled their revenue, worked with their dream clients, and opened dream businesses, and so much more. Visit JanelleCopeland.com forward slash enroll now so that way you can be in the next session of Passion to Profit. It's time to start making the money you deserve because your dream clients are waiting for you and your products. Yeah, they want what you have to sell. All you need is a strategy to find them and the confidence to close them. We'll so see you guys go. on the inside. Let's do this. So we are only selling our course for what we're selling because over 13 sessions, people have told us like, this is what I need. Oh my God, it would be so great if you added this. Oh, this is so beneficial. This has changed my life in so many ways. 
And so we keep adding and adding and adding. And I am fully confident in the value that we are providing for the cost that we're asking for in exchange. Yeah. Lots of people that have small businesses can't confidently say that though. So I would tell you, you need to be seeking advice from your customers. You need to be asking for feedback and input on the products. And so often, especially in the food industry, we talked about Yelp in the first session, people get so offended when people give you feedback, right? Right. But that feedback has made us stronger and better every single time. Yeah, and I think that when you think about your prices and and we think about our business, like one of the things that drives the price is the testimonials, right? Mm -hmm. The results that people get. Now, we've had thousands now of students go through our course, Pression of Profit, and the responses that we get are resounding. People are like, this changed my whole business. This changed my life. This changed my relationship with my spouse. This was something that changed my relationship with my whole family. Not only that, I'm up 40 50, 60% Mm -hmm. with my business. And so when we think about like how we present that, like those results matter to people, right? These are real people with real results. And so when we're asking and commanding it for a particular price, we need to tell that story as well. Because if it worked for John, Jane, and Susie, it could probably work for you. Right. And let me give you an example because you might be thinking, okay, they're trying to sell me on their course. Well, it just happens to be open enrollment. So that is a thing. (laughs) But let me give you an example. If I were a contractor, how I would be adding a tremendous amount of value and leveraging testimonials. I literally told my contractor when he was done with my house, hey, the next time someone calls you to ask about the qu- a quote or something to remodel a kitchen, why don't you have them call me? Yeah. And he was like, really, you would do that for me? Absolutely, I would do that for you because you did such a great job. So think about whether you're selling, you know, you're a contractor and you're selling remodels or you are someone who does hair for a living or you're someone who builds bookshelves out of wood Ask yourself how many times your customers have sent you raving testimonials that you literally did nothing with. Yeah. I guarantee that there are quite a few. And if you don't have them and you haven't collected because maybe you're in the beginning stages, start with your friends and family, knock their socks off and then leverage those testimonials so you can build more hype and awareness and create more value around your brand moving forward to more expensive customers. 100%. Love it. Yep. So moving on to the next thing, can we talk about valuing your time? Hmm. After you figure out how to value your products, after you figure out how much the products cost you, after you figure out how to fairly compensate yourself, your staff, whoever it is that you're trying to figure out, like, you know, in the midst of figuring out the cost of your products, you need to figure out if you are doing a good job of valuing your own time. And if you are a maker oftentimes people are not doing a good job at that. Yeah, and I think that the reason why this is so important is it's not so much for the customer. It's not for you to go and tell the customer how long something takes and and all these different things that are back a room where the magic happens types of things. But what it really is, is that what we have found is that pricing your products, the biggest problem is you. And what I mean by that, I mean it with the, the love in my heart, is that your inability to see what goes into it to really value your time and your talent is what gives you confidence to say, this is the price, right? right? And so we have to make sure that we start to really value the time, but we also have to make sure that we're good managers of time right. and stewards of the time. 
because I know that a lot of people, especially the makers, can get lost in you know the work that they're doing and they're not measuring how long something is taking. Right. And that doesn't mean if you are super fast and skilled and you're able to put a cake together in 30 seconds flat that you should be not charging or commanding top dollar for that. I am one of those people that can put a cake together really quickly. Guess what? It took me 12 years to figure out how to do that. So I consider myself a specialist. So you're going to pay me top dollar for that. Right. right? right. But I'll give you an example because some of you might be thinking like, I'm just starting. And the point of this is like, there's always seems to be this story of there's so many orders, so little time, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you're just starting, things might take you a really long time. So I want to kind of walk you through like basic compensation that should be factored into your pricing. And let's see if this resonates with you. I don't know where you're at in the world. You might be in another country. You might have freaking pounds instead of dollars. I don't know what your uh, denomination, what what am I trying to say? Monetary denomination is. But in the state of California, let's just say that minimum wage was $10. It's not, it's 15. But So let's say you're in Idaho, I guess. <laughs> Where would minimum wage be $10? Uh, at this point, let's just go, th- uh, yeah, it, let's Idaho. just say in this world. Okay, <laughs> so let's just say for the sake of math, because you're probably listening and you're not gonna take down a bunch of notes, but <laughs> let's just say that you are going to make minimum wage $10 an hour and you're gonna work full-time 40 hours a week. That means you make $400 a week times four weeks in a month you are making $1,600 for a full-time job at minimum wage. Here is how this should relate to your business and your pricing. If your business is something you are working on full-time and you are not able to pay yourself a minimum of $1,600 a month, then you're priced wrong. Mm. That is minimum wage, right? And some of you like to put this stupid stuff up on Pinterest and to pull these Pinterest quotes and put them on Instagram. I'm worth more and then I'm gonna add tax. And I'm like, "Mm, let me come and check your math because (laughs) that's for you. A real business owner wants to be compensated fairly for the time that they're trading, for the skill and the talent that they're providing for the customer. So if your business is not generating $1,600 at minimum and you are working full-time in your business, you are priced incorrectly. Yeah. But if you don't understand the importance of doing that simple math equation to figure out how to sit down with a pen and paper or an Excel spreadsheet to figure out how to factor that into where your customers can absorb that in each product that they buy from you, then you're off to the wrong start. Yeah. And that's the point of this. So- You got to pay yourself, you know, whatever it is that you are committed to. And in the beginning, you don't have to say, well, I want to make $25 an hour. It doesn't have to be like that. I work in my business 80 hours a week. Okay, well, no one's really going to pay for all that behind the scenes time. So be really clear about where you're spending your time, how you're valuing your time, check your efficiency. So many people I know that are running businesses from home they're not running a business as though a boss is watching them. They're running a business while they're watching Netflix, doing it into the wee hours of their night, making dinner while they're baking a cake. Like you're multitasking. So don't get it twisted. Like what really, how many hours are you dedicated to your business? Yeah, and I think that the big part too is for those that want to talk about how much time goes in it. And I know that that comes from a good place. But the way you flip that, it's not about your pain point as a business owner and why people should pay more. It's really about the customer's pain point and why they should pay more and how you communicate that. So if I am trying to increase my my prices, 
I want to communicate how difficult it is for you, the customer, to do what I do, and I'm going to create ease. I have this quote that I wanted to share that I think is really great. It's about like a hassle premium. It says, people are almost always willing to pay for things that they believe are too much of a pain to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Where there is a hassle, there is a business opportunity. Hassles come in many forms. The project or a task in question may take too much time to complete, require too much effort to ensure a good result, distract from other more important priorities, involve too much confusion, uncertainty, and complexity, require costly and intimidating prior experience, require specialized resources or equipment that's too difficult to obtain. So you think about all those things and you think about how can I communicate that to customers? Like if you're a person that does something in a, in a home, a woodmaker, like it's very easy for you to talk about like what goes into it mm -hmm. so that they understand, oh, that's a hassle. I don't right. want to have anything to do with that, right? Like we know uh, Jessica Bond who makes uh, macarons. Did mm -hmm. I say that right? Macarons. Uh-huh. Macarons. There's a machine. There's a process. That's a hassle. Yeah. Right? It's a hassle. And so telling a story in a way that sounds like, oh, wow, you're you're creating magic, not look how hard this is, right? <laughs> so that's how you increase your prices. You've got to tell that story as well. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, I don't know, there are so many things that I can think of when it comes to like how you price your time, how right. you value what it is that you do. You have to put yourself in the shoes of a customer, right? If you are providing any sort of value and solving for any of the things that you just read. Mostly, I think I pay for convenience. Yep. I pay for things that I don't want to do by myself, right? right? I know that when we were a few years into the bakery, I was feeling so guilty about not being able to keep my house up and clean my house and things like that. So I remember at one point saying, I just want to make enough money to hire a housekeeper, you know, cleaning lady to come once every other week to clean toilets and do all of the things so that way I didn't have to spend my one day off with my kids uh, cleaning, right? Right. And so after we made that a goal and we were able to find someone, I loved her. I appreciated her so much. And then she valued her time, right? So she would be able to come and say, hey, I'm gonna clean your house. I'll be there for four hours and it's gonna be $150, okay? Well, geez, she's making a lot of money per hour, right? Right. But what's the trade-off? She would come and do something that would take us eight hours to do. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not a professional <laughs> cleaner. Like if she brought someone, that'd be even better. They'd be out of here sooner. But she could provide a service that to me just seemed so valuable because it was something I didn't want to do in the first place, right? Yeah. Another example, when we were remodeling, like they gave us the option. Well, if you demo your bathroom, you could save, I don't know, $1,700. And I was like, God, $1,700 for you to come in and like basically destroy my bathroom. That's a lot of money. Do I want to save that? And then I started like Googling demos. And I just tell you, our bathroom was like almost wall to ceiling full of tile, right? We didn't own friggin' sledgehammers, chisels, like we didn't own wheelbarrows. We didn't want to buy that stuff because I don't have anywhere for that stuff to go in my garage. And how often am I actually going to use that stuff, right? I don't even know where the local dump is. <laughs> and I don't have a truck. I'd have to go rent a truck to like haul this stuff on my own. Not to mention how badly in shape would my body be if that was something that I had to do myself. So the value that I saw was greater than 
the issue that right. I could have saved a couple of bucks on, right? And it's up to you as the business owner to say, okay, I have to find a way to articulate this. And mm -hmm. so we talk about preparation in the last episode. I have to be prepared to speak to what's going to be painful for someone to do on their own, which increases my value, right? And that's where it, it becomes, like we said, you're an entrepreneur, you're selling your business. And in order to increase your prices, you have to value your time so that you understand, God, this is all the things that I'm helping my customers avoid, mm -hmm. right? I'm helping my customers avoid having to find a place to dump their all their tile from their bathroom. I'm, I'm helping them with the fact that they don't have to hit themselves in the shin with right. the with the with the sledgehammer I because they missed. I just saw stitches, hospital, yeah, I, all kinds of stuff when my, it came my, to demo. I, I'm like a hand model. I don't know if you guys know, uh, but I don't want to damage these things. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you want to use your brain, not your brawn, right? Absolutely. Show muscles, not do muscles. Oh my gosh. So I hope you guys get it. We're talking about your time. We're talking about adding value for your customers. All of these things, when you get really good at kind of writing down, these are the things that we provide for our customer. Therefore, we're putting a tremendous value right. on these things. And so we're going to charge accordingly. Those are all going to be necessary steps that you need to take before you can increase your prices and then pass them along to your customers. The other thing I do want to say is don't get so hung up over like increasing your prices. I just remember the first time that we had a major price increase at the Cake Mamas. I was so worried that we would tell somebody a price and they'd be like, oh, my God, for that. And I'll just never forget the first time we went through that massive price increase. First customer of the day, I told them and they were like, OK, I'll take two. And I was like, they don't know. Oh my yeah, God, they don't know. You think they're people gonna are, know. You think people are following your prices like the yeah, gas prices? They're not. They're not. And, I <laughs> and it was a great learning though for my staff and I because no one even noticed that the prices went right, up. Right, right. Right? So, so, yeah, I just want to add a couple of things. So there's a couple of things from a pricing standpoint that I think that is important. So when Janelle's talking about like you being really good with your time, that is the difference between an amateur and a professional, okay. right? Professionals maximize their time because time is not all equal, right? If I'm not a professional at what I do and I waste time, I am impacting my profitability, but also now I'm getting to a place where now I have to really overprice my products because of my inability to actually perform at a high level. So I become a liability for my business and not an asset, right? right? An asset is something that produces value in the future. And you should be able to do that by the services and the things that you create if you do them in a timely manner, right? right? So I know we're talking about time management in a sense, but that is what in fact is part of your pricing. Right. The better you are with your time management, the better your prices can be from a standpoint of maybe you create something that does not command top dollar, but you want to be able to get the most from out of your pricing and most out of your value from your profitability, it comes down to how well you manage your time. Yeah, so stop praying for more money in your business and start being a better steward of your time, your money, and you know, just be more, what's the word, more proactive. <laughs> well, be more productive, but be more proactive in how you're going to add value to those two buckets because time and money are important, but you have to be the steward in your business of those. Yeah. And the reason why I say productive, like, because there's productivity and then there's busy, mm -hmm. right? And it's very easy when you're kind of in your business to be busy. Right. And you're so busy that you're spending a ton of time. You're not managing. Maybe you have employees. They're spending a ton of time on certain things that should be a lot faster to create. And you're killing your business because of the fact that you're just busy and no one's checking 
to say, are we actually efficient? Yeah. Right. If I want to have really good pricings, I got to have an efficient business. So think about this. If you come home every day and you're like, oh, God, I was so busy. Think of me as your friend saying, well, what'd you do? And if you're just naming off this laundry list of stuff and I'm like, ah, but that didn't really move the needle in your business, then you're probably majoring in the minors. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. Your business requires, again, you to be a good steward of your time and money. And so you've got to be focusing on things that the CEO of a business would be focused on. And that is not running around, putting out every single fire, having your hand in every single thing. You got to figure out how to leverage your employees for that. Yep. The next part of pricing, we're going to wrap it up with the most important one, I think, when it comes to pricing, the biggest complaint, and that is people think that their friends and family are going to support them when they start a business, mostly because they're the ones that gassed you up to even start the business, <laughs> Right. but they don't ever know anything about business. So you took their advice, you listened to them, and now here they are maybe supporting your business, but they want a discount. So what do you do when your friends and family are constantly asking you for a discount? Um, You say no. You give them all (laughs) the same value propositions. You tell them all about all the time and talent and everything. Just like you would for a customer, you're giving them the same presentation. And that's funny that I think one of the things that gets in the way of of this the most probably is that you assume that they want a discount. Right. Right. So like not only do you have people asking... But if you don't have a family member asking, you assume oh, they're going to probably want it at a mm-hmm. discount. And so yeah. you you actually give them a discount before they even ask for it. Yeah. I remember like a friend of mine when I was first starting the business was like, oh, it's my goddaughter's birthday. Do you think that you'd make a cake for her? I'm like, absolutely. I can make a cake for, you know, your goddaughter's birthday. And then I gave her a price and she was like, oh, well, do I get a discount? Okay. It's your goddaughter, <laughs> not my goddaughter. And I just remember telling her that I go, why would I discount my time and services for someone I don't know? Like I, I can't do that. Right. But it's for me, but it's actually not for you. And here's the thing when I'm working from home and I literally broke this down, I said, you get to go to work every day and trade your time for which you feel to be a fair compensation. Right. I get to trade my time that I could be spending with my kids, my husband cleaning my house, doing my laundry, tending to all of my responsibilities. I get to trade it for what I feel is fair compensation. And you asking me to discount my time is basically you robbing me (laughs) as a mother from my children and my marriage And I'm not okay with that. And she was like, okay, fair, what's the cost? (laughs) And that's all I needed to do was one time explain to her that you get to go to work and get fairly compensated. And this is how I choose to get fairly compensated. People are either going to respect that or they're not. It is your responsibility to be the steward of what you feel is fair when it comes to your compensation, not anyone else. So I am so sick and tired of people. I could go on and on (laughs) on a rant about this, but I'm so sick and tired of people saying, People don't value, you know, what I do. They don't understand how much time goes into this. Well, they don't understand because they don't do what you do. Right. It's your responsibility to convey value. Yeah. So, and, if, and, and I think that you get to this last point, and I think this is the reason why it's last, is because if you did all the other things that we talked about in this series and you got to this place and you, you maybe you priced right, like you're going to have less people asking for a discount mm-hmm. because you've done all the other things. You've told a really great brand story. You've marketed things like crazy. You've you've highlighted customers. You've presented, you sold them on how your business can incorporate in your life and you make things easier. They are asking, they want your yep. services. They want your products. 
And the price is just part of it, right? And so if you get to this point, you've done all the right things, you're going to have less people do it. Now, when you do have people do it, like we were alluding to earlier, that means they want to buy something. Right. So this is a good time. This is a good thing, right? Because we're saying, can I get a discount? Because I want to buy it. But, you know, I want to see if I can get something. Yeah. And I would just tell you, there's an entire section in Passion and Profit on time management. But what I see business owners missing, you know, where they're missing the ball on most cases is you started this business and you don't even know how much time in your schedule you have to dedicate to it. So let me give you an example. If I am a full-time mom, full-time wife, I have a family, I volunteer, I work part-time, whatever the case may be. If I know that I can only dedicate two hours every night to my business during the week, but I have, let's say, eight hours on Saturday, eight hours on Sunday, let's say I'm giving myself 20 hours to be able to dedicate to my business. But I know that the thing that I make, let's say that I make cakes, on average, it takes me about five hours to make one cake. I know that I have a capacity of four every week, period. So I have four spots that I can sell. I can sell them at a low rate. I can maybe take in six cakes, which I know will overextend me from a time perspective. Mm -hmm. I can sell them at a higher rate. And then if more people say no, then that's okay because maybe I have to sell less cakes than four to hit my budget. But so many people don't start their business just establishing, okay, when can I actually work on this business? And how long does the thing that I'm making actually take? And then how many slots is that, right? Right. So back to my example with the friend, if I would have said yes to give her that one slot, but I'm discounting it 50%, I'm I'm losing money. Yeah. I cannot do that. So if I told her, hey, listen, I have four slots. I actually can't afford to put you in one of those slots because I could be making X amount of money and I just can't afford to do that in the beginning stages of my business right now. They're going to respect you so much more because you know what the hell you're talking about and you're being a good steward of your time and money. Yeah. And I think a way that you would say that to someone that you did not know is, hey, we are in high demand right now and we have limited spots. So we're not really in a position to do discounts at this moment. So we're very flattered that you're interested in our business, but we need to move forward with customers that you know are paying full price. Right. Is this price okay with you? Do you still want to place an order? Right. And then more times than not, people go, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, yep. We have me. limited availability. This is the last spot. Here's the going rate for that. Are you interested? Yes or no? Obviously, don't say it the way I said it, but that's ultimately what you're saying. And the more confident you can be in like, these are my spots that I've got to fill up Mm. and I'm sorry, I have to say no to this. People will be like, "Okay, fine, give it to me. Right. And especially when you're communicating that you're in high demand, you have scarcity, like people understand that things that are high demand command the most because people want it. Right. And so you have to always be communicating that you are are worth it, that your business is doing well, like all those different things help to build value and to combat the idea of getting a discount. And last thing I'll say about a discount is if you are properly doing the math on your products, if you are properly doing the math on the time that you're dedicating to your business, know how many slots you need to fill each week to reach your goals, if you're properly managing all of your expectations on the back end of how your business runs, you're not going to be so offended when someone asks you. You're just going to kind of know what your boundaries are. The other thing is, is like we said, people are going to ask for discounts. They're going to see, you know, what they can get away with. It's not something you should be offended by. No. Like ever. And if you're prepared, I think the big thing is one of the things we talk about in Passion for Profit is we help with 
creating different types of options for people. So if someone's asking for a discount, you can quickly divert them and direct them to an offer that you may have, right. that you may have a bundle, you may have something that is an alternative for, you know, instead of saying, no, we don't have a discount, sorry. But you say, oh, if you're looking for something that's gonna be a little more price conscious, here's some of our options. But here's some of the things that you would possibly be losing if you move to this, right? right. So those are things that we go in really good detail with when it comes to passion and profit. And we wanna help expose you to that on this series. Yep, and if you haven't heard by now, Passion and Profit is officially open for enrollment, which means that we are looking for the next set of students to go through a complete transformation with us for the next eight to 10 weeks. We tell you that it's an eight-week program, but truth be told, you're gonna spend 10 weeks with us. So if you're looking for coaching, training, mentoring, if you're looking to skip some levels because you get to avoid all of the things that I had to go through and learn the hard way. I'm willing to hand over an entire playbook on everything from marketing, building your brand, getting out into the community, monitoring your numbers, establishing goals, and everything in between. Then we would love for you to join our community, Passion and Profit, because like I said, it's open enrollment. Yep. So get in here, spend some time with us. If you know someone who could benefit from this series, please share the Push podcast with them. Tell them to go to JanelleCopeland.com to learn about passion and profit. Doesn't matter what kind of business it is. We help all kinds of small business owners. I just happen to have a lot of cool stories about cupcakes, but when you know how to start one business, all those same rules apply to any other business. So we hope to see you inside. We hope that this gave you so much value. We're going to ask that you take a couple of seconds to leave a rating, a review, hopefully a five-star review. Let us know what you learned. Let us know what you're going to start implementing. And we hope that this serves you. If you have any additional questions, please don't hesitate. Reach out to us. You can send us a text at 626-469-4408. And we will be happy to respond to you. Thank you so much for listening and we wish you all the best of luck in your business. Bye guys. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through